0: All right. So I know that I said I was going to be tackling one resolution a month, but February felt like one day, like it, I, it's,
1: this is so weird, but January, I agree with you. January felt like it was a year and a half long and February felt like it was 48 hours long.
0: Right. So like at the end of December slash January and then February, I was like eating right and getting my stuff together. You've seen it. Yep. So mission accomplished on that goal. My second goal was to move like some sort of like physical movement Sure. every day. I did not work out the entire month of February. However, you didn't not really like maybe twice. Okay. So all week this week, so far I have done at least 20 minutes of movement every day.
1: Uh, you converted your claw fist, which is where Kelly used to have her office in her closet to now it's a Kloga studio.
0: It is a Kloga studio. <laughs> it's,
1: it's half a uh, closet. And then she brought an old television up from the basement that's hooked up to YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. And she just watches yoga instructors on YouTube and has a mat. And whatever you put in there to smell, make it smell good. It's lovely.
0: Oh, I think I actually left that on. I should go turn that off. What is it? Um, it is actually a modern mystic, uh, oil.
1: Oh, it's a lovely smell oh, in, good. in your Kloga studio. So, so far, so good in March.
0: So far, so good for March.
2: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff.
0: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
1: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the gas stove that we have in our kitchen.
0: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Lily's ears. (laughs) I mean, it sounds silly, but they really do bring me joy. Like, Lily speaks with her ears. She
1: sure does.
0: And so, yeah. So depending on what kind of mood she's in, like, if you talk to her and she knows she's in trouble, ears back. If you're talking to her and she wants something from you, she knows how to do this really cute thing with her ears where they stick straight up and it's really cute.
1: And then when it brings me joy and when she's patrolling like she is now looking out the window toward the backyard, her ears do two different things. Like one of them is kind of turned toward us because we're talking. And then the other one is like bouncing back and forth between the front door and the backyard, like little radars,
0: like little radars. It's the cutest thing ever. Anyways.
1: All right, I uh, am so excited, Callie, because two, three days ago, you said, and this upsets me so much, you said that you have never had SpaghettiOs.
0: I have never had SpaghettiOs.
1: Ever, which almost m- makes me want to judge your parents. Why? Because SpaghettiOs are a childhood rite of passage.
0: Um, I hope that this isn't like offensive in any way, but my mom cooked every single night. Like my mom, why? you kn- you've met my mother. Like,
1: why would that be offensive?
0: Because I don't want people to think like that. That's I'm saying that's what you should do or something like that. I just oh, we didn't no, eat. I don't
1: think. Um, that.
0: I just didn't have the opportunity to do that because my mom even she worked and she would travel. She's a flight attendant, but she would pre-make our meals for the week before she would leave. So literally, yeah i'm I'm super grateful for it, but yeah, I, I missed out on spaghettios, apparently.
1: Your mom is the queen of spending an entire day making stuff and then putting it in the freezer and just pulling it out. As she
0: di- I, it's, it's a skill honestly it's, <laughs> it's very, pretty remarkable. She's
1: gifted in that area but you missed out on spaghettios with meatballs which to me growing up was one of the one of the delicacies. So what I have done and you without ever tasting a spaghetti meatball, were' so judgy about it.
0: I'm judgy about it because I don't care to put in my body something that costs 80 cents. It's not not meat, not meat. Cause that just, I, I'm not going to go down the road of what it makes me think of, but it's not good.
1: It's, it's, it is cost efficient meat. It's so good. So here's what I've done. Mm. And you have in front of you three bowls. Don't touch them yet. No. I don't want you cheating.
0: Jeff has been so uptight about this taste test. like
1: Because I have put a lot of work into it. You've got three bowls and one of them is spaghetti. They're spaghetti-o meatballs. And one of them I've got uh, just like a from the freezer section bag of meatballs. Mm-hmm. And one of them are my homemade meatballs okay. th- that I make with beef and Italian sausage. And I've cooked them all. Mm-hmm. They are going to be served devoid of sauce, right? There's no sauce on them with the exception of like... Like there's not, you're not going to get the sauce taste. There's, there's sauce. There's on
0: residual it. sauce. Okay. Thank you.
1: Good word. Um, And so I want you to taste all three of them and you don't have to pick which one's which. I just want you to put them in order. Most delicious to least delicious.
0: Okay. So right. do you have them labeled or something? Like don't, how to, Not
1: yet. We'll just hold on. <laughs>
0: They're going to be cold and I all don't right. want to eat them. Okay. Let's, really cold.
1: let's do it. Well, I I want to remember it. Don't look at, don't put the cover back up. Don't look at them. Do, I
0: can't see anything and you are being, they're going to be cold and then I'm not going to like any of them because.
1: Take the whole plate and put it on your lap.
0: See what I mean by he's being like so jud like.
1: Because I don't want you did it to, I don't want there to be ball discrimination. Okay. So now. Just, Billy's
0: very interested in
1: this. Because there's three bowls of meat within grabbing distance. Uh, all right. So just reach underneath the towel mm-hmm. and, and feel one of the bowls and just grab like there's a, like toothpicks in the meat. Sorry. I to, okay. All right. And I just taste it. Callie is very careful to lean back from the microphone as she chews because she knows that we have so many listeners who deal with the misophonia thing, the hatred of chewing sounds.
0: Okay. I'm going for the second one.
1: Okay. She looks right at them discrimination okay do you need to cleanse your palate in between
0: no yours is the best by far
1: how do you know which one mine is i'll tell you okay all right, do you want to finish chewing while I'll tell you how, about my grocery store encounter? No,
0: let me tell you which one is which. Okay. The one closest to me, the one I tried first, yep. is the meatball in a bag. Okay. The one I tried second is the SpaghettiOs, and the one I tried third is yours.
1: Okay. And Am you're, I right? And you're sure about positive. this? How are you positive? Because- um, You've never had a SpaghettiOs meatball. So I how haven't, do you know?
0: but I have had frozen meatballs. Yep. And they have- texture, much as homemade ones do. The SpaghettiOs one are completely smooth as though someone squeezed it out of a tube, which I find disgusting. And the consistency is like dog food. (laughs) It's so gross.
1: You're you're such a, a, you're a snob, a canned, you're a canned pasta snob.
0: Yes, I am you can you can judge me all you want but yeah I I am a canned pasta snob. Um, That's why
1: I didn't want you to look at them if I'm being totally honest because it's
0: so gross looking?
1: No because it's so perfectly round. like it's so perfectly it's it's not it's it you are probably right on the way they're made.
0: It's really gross and I'm never going to eat that again.
1: And I, I will love you though
0: but don't I get to eat the pasta?
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm making for dinner tonight. But
0: I meant with the SpaghettiOs because the whole point was you wanted me to taste the SpaghettiOs.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to try the SpaghettiOs too?
0: If you want me to. I've never had them, so I don't really know what to expect. All right.
1: Hold, please. I'll go get you SpaghettiOs. This is going to be amazing.
0: But don't get meatballs, please, because that was really disgusting. Like a new bowl, baby. All right, I have spaghettios. He did not put it. In, did you put it in a new bowl?
1: It doesn't matter. The bowl Ugh. doesn't matter.
0: I am scarred for life by that meatball. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: I will tell you, there's a note. The
0: pasta tastes like nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like like slime.
1: Yeah. It was. It it did kind of hit different as an adult. Did it? it? Did yeah? Are you I,
0: disappointed?
1: I was really disappointed because I made it. And I was heating it up on the stove, and I had the other meatballs cooking. So I got to taste all three of them, mm. and I do make a pretty good meatball. So I was happy. You do. With, I was happy with mine, and then I got the the frozen ones, and they were they were fine. Um, they're not IKEA. IKEA meatballs are great. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, you're the
0: frozen ones you got, not IKEA.
1: No, they're ju- they were like um, Kroger brand flame grilled meatball, I think, or something. And they, and they're fine. Uh, but the SpaghettiOs one, I I was like, huh, that's different. Maybe they changed the recipe.
0: Yeah. It's pretty,
1: it's, um, I I
0: don't think they changed the recipe. I think you grew up maybe. And we also, um, are used to eating meat from like places like butcher box. So yeah, (laughs) not exactly the same.
1: Yeah. And so we've, uh, I guess our meat taste buds have been upgraded, which is kind of sad.
0: You really do so, sound bummed out in your voice.
1: I am. I'm so bummed out.
0: I'm sorry that we just crushed your childhood dreams and I am. But
1: how is something like boxed macaroni and cheese? How is that timeless? Oh,
0: that is timeless. That's how, true.
1: How does that last? How does that endure from childhood into adulthood? I don't know. Part of me wants to get the Chef Boyardee meat raviolis. What? No. no. And see if they sustain.
0: No. And it's the same meat and it's disgusting.
1: It, I don't think it is. I think it'll be different.
0: I am out for that taste test, but yes, the macaroni shells, Velveeta shells and cheese.
1: It <laughs> yes. does. That does stand the test of time. We
0: have a really special episode coming um, this afternoon, I believe, right? Correct. Um, and it's a bonus episode with Laura Lee and Laura Lee is a friend of mine who, well, I was a huge fan of hers. Then we became friends. She is a holistic chef, an amazing chef. And I fell in love with her book, book,
1: book, book, her her book, 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 her book, book.
0: She has a book book. She has two book books, <laughs> otherwise known as cookbooks. And, um, I, devoured the first one. It is one of the most widely used cookbooks, um, in our house. One of the only ones we we use and we We, got to sit down and interview her. And the funny thing is, is we didn't even talk about cooking really at all.
1: We touched a little bit on, uh, on, on the cookbooks just because hers truly is of the dozen or so cookbooks we own. Hers is one of two that are filled with post-its and stuff. And I think that's the case with everybody. Like when I was visiting my dad the -hmm. last time, we were talking about recipes and cookbooks and stuff. And he pulled out this old Fanny Farmer cookbook. Do you remember the candy shop Fanny Farmer? Did they have this down here? I don't
0: think so. I don't know what that is. It
1: was a candy shop, kind of like C's candy or whatever. But apparently they put out a cookbook one year. And I remember that was the go-to cookbook when I was growing up. And it's the only one he refers to.
0: My mom, well, and my mom's kind of a unicorn because my mom cooks literally every single day. Right. Um, And she has recipes. It was big when I was younger to collect the Southern Living cookbooks. So she has them from 1985 on.
1: And are those like her go-to?
0: All of them. Like she uses, she has different recipes in all of them. She's written in them. They're like, it's crazy.
1: Well, one of the reoccurring themes in cookbooks, and this came up with Laura Lee is, or newer cookbooks rather, and especially online recipes, is before you get to the recipe, you got to hear a story. And we have learned, Laura Lee told us, that published cookbook publishers like to have those stories in there as filler right mm-hmm. to 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 make, to the, make a book to make the book look more robust, and online they like to insert those stories because you scroll more and they can put more ads on the page right so I have spent some time doing dramatic readings of
0: The stories in those cookbooks and on the websites. Um, And Laura Lee just thinks it's the greatest thing ever. It tickles her so much to when it came up when we were in Nashville with her, she left the room because she was laughing so hard.
1: So the bonus episode will come out later today and you'll get to hear our whole 40 minute conversation and two dramatic cookbook readings in there. But just to kind of wet your whistle, if I, if I may, here's a dramatic reading of a banana pudding recipe from Laura Lee's new cookbook that comes out uh, next month. And I'm referring to, she refers to herself in the first person. So I just replace I with her name. So um, it's grammatically correct. And and I've got some theme music. Oh, good. Good. Laura Lee honestly thought it wasn't possible. A healthy banana pudding made with real food ingredients that could truly stand up to its beloved classic counterpart. Laura Lee tried multiple variations and Laura Lee realized that the key is not to incorporate bananas into the actual pudding. Box gelatin mixes have all sorts of preservatives and chemicals designed to keep them bright and yellow, but you won't find any of that here. Instead, you'll find a lovely layer of fresh, tender bananas, creamy vanilla pudding, and an addictive homemade crumble on top. This dish is the opposite of fussy, and it's perfect for casual evenings with friends, summer potlucks, or for loved ones going through a difficult time. There's a dramatic reading of Laura Lee's new banana pudding recipe.
0: I love how you can hear her cracking up in the background.
1: In the background of it. Uh, So uh, that will be released later today. We were going to do it earlier this week, but Laura Lee lives in Nashville. And with all of the stuff going on, the weather up there and the tornadoes and and trying to sort that out, we didn't want to put her in a weird spot where she felt like she needed to promote it at the same time she's posting on her Instagram about how to help out her neighbors in Nashville. Yeah. So we, we kind of tabled it for a couple of days. days, uh, but it'll be up later today.
0: All right. Let's say thank you to our sponsors for today's show.
1: Callie was so excited to welcome frame it easy to the upside family, but I'm not going to lie. I was actually kind of geeked out about it too, because I've got a box of stuff that I've wanted to get framed, but I haven't had the money for it. Framing stuff can be really, really expensive. Frame it easy, not so much. They do it really inexpensively. Here's how. You measure everything at your house, you pick this type of frame and the size of mat that you want, and then they send it right to your door after you order online. You put the frame together and it looks just like the frames that you would get at these super, super expensive frame shops, but at a fraction of the cost. Finally, you can take care of all those things that you've wanted to, to preserve and to put on your walls. You can make it happen. And right now, because you're an upside listener, you can do it for 10% off. Go to frame dot slash upside. That's frame it easy. All one word. Dot com slash upside. And you'll get 10% off. Try them out. You won't be disappointed. I promise.
0: I see meal kits everywhere. They all claim to make your life easier. And honestly, me and Jeff have tried a few in the eight or so years we've been together and the food winds up going bad because we keep it around because there's still so much work to be done and our lives are so hectic and crazy. We don't have time to do that. Even if we get something, um, even if we ingre- get the ingredients shipped to our house, it's still complicated. Not with dinner affair. Okay. Everything is chopped, washed, measured for you, pretty much ready to go. So all you have to do is assemble it and either stick it in the oven or cook it over the stove and all of the meals are healthy. Um, We've been doing Weight Watchers and um, you can put the points in beforehand so you know what you're ordering is Weight Watchers friendly if that's something that you're doing. And that makes me really excited because it makes my life easier. Right now, first time customers can save $30 by visiting dinneraffair.com and using the code UPSIDE when they check out. Again, that's first time customers can save $30 off by visiting dinneraffair.com and using the code UPSIDE at checkout.
1: So many places to find CBD in the world, but not many of them make CBD products for individual needs. That's what sets Hemp Fusion apart from the rest. They've got CBD products that help specifically with stress, sleep, and energy. What they do is they blend the CBD with other natural ingredients to deliver the maximum impact to your body. They've also got omegas and terpenes. Go to hempfusion.com, read the science behind what all that means, but the simple man's version is this. CBD basically works better when it's partnered with other natural ingredients. Hemp Fusion has done the research. It adds up to be a better product for you. Go to hempfusion.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE. You'll get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Once again, hempfusion.com promo code UPSIDE for 20% off and free shipping. Tomorrow is Friday, meaning it's Free Stuff Friday. And today's Thursday, so we'll tell you why you need to listen tomorrow, what you can win on this podcast with Callie and Jeff on Friday. Free stuff.
0: I don't know why it gets me. I love it. We have a $200 credit for you to spend at Able, which is an incredible company that we got to visit the headquarters of when we were in Nashville a couple of weeks
1: ago. I didn't realize what a new company they were, but you said they came to an existence like 10 years ago when you were there in college.
0: Yeah, maybe a little over 10 years ago. And their first um, kind of rendition of what they were doing is they were hiring women overseas to make products like fashion products. They're paying them fair wages. So basically they were taking women that were in bad situations and had to, you know, do things they didn't want to be doing to support their families and paid them to work on making these crafts and they publish all of their wages. And now they have a um, huge facility in Nashville and they hire local women who are getting themselves, you know, a fresh start to a new life. They train them, they hire them, and they actually make all the jewelry that comes from there. So they have jewelry, they have amazing leather goods, they have great denim um, and shoes and they're expanding their line. As we speak, I mean, literally every day they're expanding into more territory. So it's a company that you can be super proud of supporting. They're fabulous. And we have a $200 credit to give to one of you.
1: So simple to win. All you have to do is be listening to the show or listen to the show tomorrow on Friday, March 6th. And we'll give you a word to text in to win, text it, and you're in the running. So good luck. And uh, thanks for being a part of Free Stuff Friday.
0: Jeff has become obsessed with getting micro anxieties out of his life.
1: A few weeks ago, Callie talked about, in one of our Pocket Podcasts, just tackling the little things in your world. And it made so much sense to me because if you have a tiny, a whole bunch of tiny little things that bug you and you start to eliminate them, those are all little anxieties that go away that add up to be like big Big anxiety, things, right? yeah. and. Uh, it, it could be as simple as like changing a light bulb that's out in a room or something. I discover, I have a hack that has, I, it makes me smile every single time I use it. And if you spend a lot of time on a computer, you're going to, you can send me gifts. You can uh, worship me, whatever you want. Keep me, in it. this is so good. It's going to change your life. Ready? Ready. Create a folder on your desktop that's labeled one use so that when you get stuff in your email or or sent to you or when you have to send stuff out that you'll never have to look at or address again, it goes into that one use folder and every couple weeks you can just empty it out. Do you know what I'm talking about? When I have you,
0: no idea what you're talking about.
1: You don't get stuff like this in your email. Like I got one uh, today, yesterday. As a matter of fact, it was uh, an order form for a, a replacement power cable. Okay. And I, I had to fill out this form, put my credit card number in, and then email it back to them. I'll never have to look at that form again. Normally, I would save that like in some, de- you know, shared folder, desktop folder. I would put it somewhere. It would just crowd my desktop. And then a month from now, I'd be like, what is that? I don't remember what that is. Do I need it? And I would have to look at it. Now everything just automatically gets saved into this one use folder if I'm only going to use it one time.
0: So why can't you just delete it after you've sent the form in?
1: Because I don't do that. I always save it somewhere. And then I don't know. I just, it's I, so
0: funny. The differences between our brains what and do that's you, everybody's brain. I don't think there's one right way to do things, but it's just so funny. Cause I would never have thought, Hey, I'll save this to a full for- folder. And then once a week I'll delete it. I, okay, my would, thought would have been, Hey, I'm going to send the form. And then immediately after I click send, I'm going to go back and delete it.
1: Where would you save it though?
0: To the desktop. Hmm. That's what I do at work. And then I just delete it immediately right after. And then it's gone.
1: See, I that's my problem is I never delete things from the desktop because I'm moving so fast. I get so many things going on. I'm just hustling.
0: Mm, You know? So I'm just
1: I'm just going so fast that I don't delete it. Hmm. Okay. Well, if it helps you, there you go. There's my hack. If you've already got it figured out like Callie then sorry for wasting your time. But I thought it was cool.
0: (laughs) I want to bring a new phrase. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show or not, but it's going to be a really important phrase that you'll see a bunch, um, especially as we're getting into like the launch of our brand for the first time. Jeff and I have been I won't say struggling, but since August, we've been thinking, okay, what is the essence of our show? Like, how do we explain our show that, that makes sense? Cause it's not really like self-help, but it kind of makes people feel good, but it's not like, it's just a whole lot of like it doesn't really fit into a category, which is funny because when you have a podcast, you literally have to pick categories for yourself.
1: Yeah. So we're like, I think we're in the personal journals category and the relationship that means the relationship category and we might be in mental health, I think. But none of those really
0: We're just picking because they already have the categories and then you have to say what they are. But we've been like Jeff in July, I think when we were sketching out what we wanted our brand to be, he's like, we need to come up with, you know, like a, like two or three word. What is your brand? And I think the other day I finally came up with it. All right. Attainable positivity.
1: Now, before we go too far down this road, I want you to know that when you enthusiastically came into the living room to tell me about this, these two words that you came up with, they were different. I know. So you've changed it since then?
0: Yes. And the only reason is, is I, I think the first thing I said to him was tangible positivity, but I think tangible is a hard, it's, it's a harder word to remember. And I've used it several times and, tangible didn't even cross my mind. Attainable crossed my mind every single time. Okay. So I think that means tangible is not a like memorable word.
1: Cause she comes in and she says, write this down. This is important. So I get out my post-it. I write down tangible positivity and I stick it up on, put it on my computer monitor. And then like three days later she comes in and she goes, okay, we've got to talk about attainable positivity. So I just low key take the post-it off and cross it off and change it to attainable because (laughs) I thought I screwed it up.
0: Um, so yes, attainable positivity. And here's what we mean by that and why it's so important and why it's such a good description of what we want to do here. I think Jeff and I both feel like, and since we've been doing the show and, and stuff like that, we've gotten feedback from you that a lot of people who talk about positivity or making your life better at some point you get into it. It's kind of like starting a new year's resolution and you're like, okay, okay. I'm going to be positive. It's going to be great. No more negative. Yes. Yes. And then three months down the line, you look at the same motivational person that you were following and you're like, I can't even look at you in the face because you're getting on my nerves. Like your life is not attainable. Like that is so far from where I am. And it's just not,
1: it's not that it's not attainable. Like you're not talking about from a successful or financial or, um, popularity point of view. You're talking about a 24 seven nonstop. Everything is perfect. Everything is great. Mentality.
0: Yes. Right. And there are people in this world that operate at a top level at a 10, a lot of time, a lot of the time, who, which is public, great.
1: Uh, I think it's important though. It's an important distinction to point out that the people who are operating on that level, probably, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I'm going to guess that that's marketing. That's a show. Maybe it's gotta be, because but there is
0: a small percentage of people that thrive on that and constantly need more stimulation and more, you know what I mean? Like there are people that just, they always need one more, whatever. So I don't think for most people and Jeff and I have talked about this so much. I don't think most people find that attainable. I think they find it exhausting
1: they find it exciting at the beginning. And then when they realize that, that it's so difficult to operate at that level all the time, they just give up altogether.
0: And there were people, you know, I kind of feel the same way about there was this guy that I knew growing up and he went to like the hardest private school in Atlanta, like academically, got straight A's like captain of all these sports teams. It came so naturally for him. And that's just who he was. Like everything was good. You know what I mean? But that's just who he is.
1: I don't even know him and I hate him.
0: I know it's annoying, but some people do you know,
1: yeah, well, like I function
0: know. like that. I am not one of those people and Jeff is not one of those people. And if you are not one of those people, you are our people. Right. So that's what I mean with attainable positivity Um, because we just couldn't, every positive saying that we came up with, like good vibes only, which is something I used to say all the time. Like, okay, that's cute, but it's not real.
1: Right. But attainable positivity uh, is a reminder, I think, and is this set in stone yet or we're like at 90% on it?
0: Um, I think we're pretty set in it.
1: Okay. So the positivity part of it, I think is good because that's kind of the the energy that we want to put out is like obviously mostly positive. And the fact that it's attainable is a reminder that you can always be striving for it, right? Like you can always be, always well, be reaching also- for it. And if you fall short, you're not a failure.
0: Yeah. I think the falling short thing is a big thing because a lot of people don't talk about that. And it doesn't mean you're positive in every single situation, every single day. It's a desire to be more positive and to do that one tiny step at a time. And some days you'll be a giant jerk and have a really bad day. Like Jeff at the car rental place. Like it just, (laughs) it doesn't mean that you're going to be like a failure attainable means you can do it by making minor changes little bit by little bit by little bit. Um and if you fall, then you fall and then you get back up. And it's not that big of a deal. It's not like, you know, I I see I've never been to like a self-help conference before, but how I envision it in my head, I think Jeff's been to one.
1: I no, I've I don't I've never been to one.
0: Oh you haven't? Uh, I thought you like went to a conference or something like that. But it seems like um you're There's no, nobody talks about failure. Like, Hey, you're going to fail again and again and again. They're like, I failed and I got back up. And they're talking about their triumph story, which is great, but it's not in real time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So we're more of like a real time positivity.
1: And we, (laughs) we do want to do events and, and that's on the calendar for, for this year. Like our first kind of, um, uplifting, uh, self-awareness growth event. And the way we envision doing it is bringing people who are much smarter than us and who there might be one or two of them that thrive in that, you know, manic, everything is great zone, Mm -hmm. but that'll be paired with people who are like, Hey, this is what real life is like. And we want to get up on stage and welcome everybody and say, Hey, Uh, Let's let's hang out and and learn some stuff. And then we want to grab our notepads and go sit in the audience and with everybody and learn just like y'all do, because we don't know either. We're just we're just telling stories and we're plucking stuff out and, and, you know, putting a 30 minute show together every day uh, to try to to remind each other to be grateful and positive, but also to share what we're learning because we're actively learning about it. You know, we don't know it all. We're actively learning. All right, here are my three random things before we get out of here uh, today and wrap up this episode. Number one, a very smart magazine, Psychology Today, says that if your room is cluttered, it can have a significant negative effect on your mental well being. Your bedroom should be the most stressful, stress free place in your life. And if you're tripping over clutter or constantly thinking of your unfinished cleaning, it cannot allow you to relax.
0: Um, are you pointing this towards me? No. Why? <laughs> oh, cause my cloga studio. What did we say? Oh, it's not Klog- the
1: bed. It's not the bedroom.
0: Oh, this thing just for the bedroom,
1: the bedroom. I thought it was
0: saying like any space, like your general. No,
1: no, space. no. You need to keep your room clean. Mom was right. Your bedroom is a space that, uh, should be completely stress-free and any sort of clutter or, uh, dirtiness in the bedroom present prevents that. I believe it. Um, That's number one of my three random things. Number two, if you have good news and bad news, always deliver the good news first. Really? Because,
0: okay, well, I read the rest of it and then I will debate it.
1: Hearing bad news triggers an internal stress reaction that actually prevents you from absorbing further information.
0: Okay, I actually do understand that.
1: Because if you hear something bad, you immediately try to uh, process it, fix it, whatever. So then the good news has less of an impact. So deliver the good. news. It's almost like a
0: natural, like fight or flight instinct where you're like, uh, uh, like you have to like put up your guard immediately and like,
1: yeah, right. I get it. Um, and then number three, Callie, a question for you. You can either have 10 more IQ points okay, right now immediately or you can have great hair guaranteed for the rest of your life. What do you take?
0: Uh I would take this is gonna sound really shallow. I would take the hair because I don't really is ten IQ points a lot. I don't even
1: know. Sixty <laughs> clearly per-
0: IQ points are not very important to me.
1: Sixty percent of women said that they would take the hair over the intelligence. I yeah. So you're not in the minority. What uh, did you think I would say? Um, I know how you feel about your hair. And I had the same thought. Like, what is the, where's the tipping point on what's a lot of IQ points? Is 10 a lot.
0: It doesn't sound like that much.
1: Like, are you going to get a job at 110 that you wouldn't have gotten at 100?
0: I mean. You know what I'm saying? Not unless, no.
1: I think it's indicative of what we should have picked based on uh, the fact that we don't know. <laughs> yeah. How the IQ test plus works. you have
0: really good hair. So
1: 27% of women are willing to give up chocolate for their entire life in exchange for good hair. Mm. I, I believe that how many 27%. So like,
0: Oh yeah, that's pretty low.
1: One out of four. The last one, uh, I do not believe A third of women said that they would give up texting for life in exchange for good hair. No No way. Mm -mm. Definitely
0: not. I don't believe that for a second.
1: Because the rephrasing of that is you can have good hair, but everybody you communicate with, you have to talk to them. no. Who's got time for that?
2: No. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
1: Earlier this week, one of my three random things were uh, was that dude, I think he was either in China or Japan, he was somewhere in Asia, and he live-streamed himself sleeping on TikTok and got a gazillion new followers. Remember that? Yeah. I am going to do that, and I have a brilliant idea of how I'm going to execute it. How? I am going to live-stream Lily sleeping. Cute. I'm gonna put the camera up on a table, right? She sleeps every night on the towel, on the blue couch in her den. And I'm gonna put the camera right there and live stream her all night sleeping. I have to tell you this because you get up super early in the morning. So don't like come walking through the house talking to yourself or whatever. Uh, But I'm going to live stream her sleeping and see how many followers we get.
0: Maybe we do it on a weekend.
1: We can't do it on a weekend. It's not her. It disrupts her routine. What do you mean? She has a different weekend routine. When we stay up late, then sometimes she comes in the bedroom to sleep. Sometimes she falls asleep in the living room with us.
0: Jeff is very in tune with the dogs' routines.
1: Yeah, it'll. It has to be a weeknight, so it'll be uh, tonight. Oh. No. So. Interesting. Just don't walk in front of the camera. You're fine.
0: I know, but I can't remember anything. You know this.
1: I'll put post-its up. Perfect. Okay.
0: Okay. There Ka- we go. Callie's
1: like powder, right? Where you just got to keep writing. Is that the person? No. no. Who am I thinking of who had to write all the post-its in the movie? Who didn't have a short-term memory? It, the Drew Barrymore movie? The
0: 51st States movie? No. Same concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hi, Callie and Jeff. Well, actually, hi at Callie and Jeff. But hi, Jeff. Um, I was just I had to pause the podcast today to let you know that you did choose a 2020 goal word already. Your word was intentionality. So um, I guess uh, intentional simplicity might be your goal phrase. But just calling to remind you that you did choose that already, so um, you might have forgotten that one. Okay, bye.
1: Let's take something off your to-do list right now. Let's take shopping for high-quality meats having your freezer stocked so that you're ready for every dinner you can imagine. Let's take that rate right off your list. ButcherBox can do that for you. Every month, ButcherBox will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your house. All the meat is free of antibiotics and no added hormones, and there's about 10 pounds of meat in every box, which is enough for 2 Dozen meals. Now, here's the deal: you can trust them to put the box together for you, or you can customize your own, but you'll always get exactly what you want. Butcher Box is a no-brainer. It makes life easier. It's affordable. It's convenient, and you're getting the highest quality meat for around six bucks a meal. Go to butcherbox.com/slash upside, and you can get two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription for free plus $20 off your first box. Go to butcherbox.com slash upside, and you can also use the promo code upside at checkout if you forget to go to that exact website. Butcherbox.com slash upside, promo code upside, $20 off your first box, free ground beef for life.
3: Hey guys, I had to call and tell Callie that sometimes you really need to take your phone into the bathroom because I have had some mishaps at work So one time I got stuck in one of the stalls at work and I had to call somebody to free me because I was not crawling on the floor in the work bathroom. And then a couple of times I have gone into the work bathroom and there's been no toilet paper and you don't know that until you're done with your business. So you have to call your bestie upstairs and tell them to come down and bring you some toilet paper. So, in both of those instances, which I have had, I have needed my phone in the bathroom. Now, do I Clorox wipe it when I get out? Absolutely. So, for what it's worth, you guys have a great day. Bye. Callie, everybody uses their phone when they go potty.
2: What are you doing? Reading shampoo bottles? I would like a poll, please, because I'm pretty sure everyone does this. I thought everyone did. And now I feel like a disgusting person after listening to today's show. Love you guys.
3: Bye. Hey guys, this is Cassie calling from Northern Wisconsin. I
2: just had to pause the episode um, because Kelly asked what you use Rotel for and anything besides dip. Oh my gosh, I use Rotel in anything that I would cook um, using any sort of diced tomatoes. I substitute with Rotel because if I, or if you want a little spice, um, add a little heat to it, add Rotel. It's awesome. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Michelle. So I'm listening to you talk about going to the eye doctor and yes, the poof, very stressful. Also, which is better? One or two, three or four, very stressful. The other thing about the eye doctor is the test with the little squiggly lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you have the little clicker and and you have to press it when you see the squiggly line. So then like your brain starts playing tricks on you and is that a squiggly line or is it not? Is it? Oh, I got a click. Oh, <laughs> love y'all. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Michelle from Buford. I just called two seconds ago, and I forgot to mention um, that I was never left by my parents, but I always had terrible anxiety about um, being left by my parents or um, if my mom was not like the first one in the carpool line at school, I was convinced that I was going to be an orphan. (laughs) Y'all have a great day. Love the show. Bye.
3: Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Kim. I had to pause episode 194 when you started talking about SpaghettiOs as a doomsday food when I was growing up on the Gulf coast of Florida Spaghettios were always our go to for hurricane preparedness food. Um, you could eat it out of the can. It was equally delicious uh, when you cooked it, and it would keep forever. So I totally agree with that assessment. The other thing that I wanted to say was when Callie said she had never tried Spaghettios, I said, What? out loud. Literally in sync with Jeff. Um, I am also in disbelief that you could be a child in the 90s and not have tried SpaghettiOs. Anyway, uh, you guys gave me a laugh this morning. Thanks so much. Love
2: the show. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Krista from Blue Ridge, Georgia. And I'm listening to one episode 194. And I literally had to pause the episode and call in about the bathroom timer. Because this is one of the biggest things that my husband and I bicker about all the time. We have a seven-month-old. She requires a lot of attention. And I get so mad when he's in the bathroom for 30 to 45 minutes because I don't even get that long to take a shower. So I'm so excited about the idea of a bathroom time. Please post a link or something because I think I'm going to order one. So anyways, I was just calling to say that I was very excited about the bathroom timer. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie, Jeff. This
3: is Kathy from Rock Mart. I am literally almost out of breath, dying laughing at the poop (laughs) flakes Flying all over the bathroom. And then for $11.99 or whatever, the timer? When your legs are to go to sleep. That's always been my timer. Anyway, oh my God, save the best for last. Uh, I'm finally caught up. Thanks, love y'all, have a good day, bye.
1: Hey Kelly and Jeff, this is Thomas from Jackson, Georgia.
3: I straight up just had to pause today's episode because I finished yesterday's right before it. That's kind of how it works. I barely laughed at the ending. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Fantastic job, Jeff. Good job, good job. Y'all have a good one.
2: Did you poop your pants? Wow, what's so funny? Is it funny that you pooped your pants? Love you guys and hope you guys have a great day. Bye.